Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, April 16th, and this is your FT News Briefing. First, the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris was engulfed in flames yesterday, leaving many people wondering about the future of one of the most visited monuments in the world. Then, a climate change protest on London's streets brought the city to a halt. Next, shares in Goldman Sachs slipped after the U.S. bank reported a drop in earnings in the first quarter of the year, and as the company delayed an eagerly anticipated strategic update. And how much do U.S. CEOs make compared to their employees? New filings with the SEC reveal the details. Plus, the FT's Anna Nicolau talks us through how Netflix is changing the way TV shows get financed. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Notre Dame Cathedral has stood in the center of Paris for hundreds of years, drawing millions of visitors annually. And yesterday, a fire ravaged the building, destroying most of its roof and spire. France's President Emmanuel Macron addressed the nation last night, vowing to rebuild Notre Dame. Shell of guilty of stealing of crimes against the planet. Four key London thoroughfares were shut down on Monday as an environmental activist group protested throughout the UK capital. The organization, Extinction Rebellion, shut down Waterloo Bridge and Oxford Circus. Protesters say they were prepared to camp overnight or until the British government agrees to talks. The group is calling on the UK to declare a climate emergency and to slash greenhouse gas emissions to net zero by 2025. Shares in Goldman Sachs closed down more than 3% on Monday. That was after the investment bank revealed a 21% decline in net earnings for its most recent quarter compared to the same time last year. The results were dragged down by falling trading revenues, lower private equity profits, and shrinking transaction revenues in its investing and lending division. Investors also took in the news that the big unveiling of new CEO David Solomon's front-to-back review of the company would be delayed. Mr. Solomon was appointed to the post last October and had promised details on his three-year plan by spring 2019. But now it looks like the strategic update on Goldman's transformation to be a more diversified bank won't come out until the first quarter of 2020. In 2018, the average U.S. chief executive made 254 times more than what their average worker makes. That's according to a new report. Last year, the Securities and Exchange Commission forced U.S. companies to disclose the relationship between CEO pay and the earnings of their employees. So, for example, Elon Musk made more than 40,000 times more than the median Tesla worker. And Warren Buffett he earned less than seven times as much as the median Berkshire Hathaway employee. But overall, the gap is widening. Equilar, the compensation consultancy that compiled these details, found that in 2017, the CEO pay ratio was 235 to 1. That was when only two-thirds of the companies in its tracks disclosed figures, but it's 19 times less than 2018. And here's a closer look at one of today's big stories. 
Black Mirror, BoJack Horseman, Stranger Things, Orange is the New Black, and of course a ton of Marvel superheroes. These are just some of the biggest names in Netflix's original series Arsenal. Netflix has become a major disruptor of traditional broadcast television when it comes to producing popular shows. Regulatory filings show that over the next five years, Netflix will drip feed a total of $19.3 billion to producers for new shows and to licensed TV that has already been made. But how is Netflix financing all of its creative endeavors? Anna Nicolau covers the media industry for the FT. She explains. Well, Netflix is financing it in a few different ways. They are issuing debt, which I think is pretty widely broadcast. They've taken on a lot of long-term debt to fund just a raft of new films and TV shows that we're all now seeing coming to life in the past few years. And But the other bit of it is that if you look on their off-balance sheet obligations, they have tens of billions of dollars in these contracts that they've commissioned shows for. And in a lot of those contracts, they will stagger out their payments over several years. So they'll say, you know, they'll commission a TV show from a producer and say, we'll pay you in three or four years. And this has helped Netflix a lot because they can stretch out their money over periods of time. And these obligations that they list out in these filings are for both. They'll, they'll take a long-term contract for an existing show. So say if they're licensing out I Love Lucy, just an example, um, maybe they have a five-year contract. They will only record it for each year that it's actually airing. But the other obligations, again, are for, say, they commissioned a new show from an indie producer in London, which is some of the people that we spoke to. They might say, we're happy to commission this and for you to make it for us, but we won't be able to pay you for three years after you make it. And that's where banks have come in, such as Barclays in London, for example, and said, this looks like an interesting way for us to finance. So they're coming in and they're, they're actually giving loans out to these producers kind of serving as the middleman between Netflix and production. And so the producers get paid, the banks are taking on the risk, and Netflix is pumping out all these shows. And it sounds like banks have been hesitant to do do this in the past. Why are they all of a sudden coming around now? I think for a few reasons. I think in general, the consensus is that Netflix has become this very strong, fast-growing business, and streaming in general is pretty widely accepted now as the future of entertainment. So these banks are trying to find a way to capitalize on that, right? So they believe in the strategy, they believe in the Netflix business model. So for them, if they say, we trust that Netflix can pay this back, then it's a pretty interesting new avenue of finance for them. They can say, we'll make a five or 6% coupon on this. We assume Netflix is strong enough to pay it back. And yeah, I mean, the, the, the banks that we spoke to seemed quite confident in these loans. Um, Going back to the producer's for a second, it sounds like a lot to wait on a large sum of money for producing something that's going to come out soon. How are they reacting to this sort of payout model? Yeah, on the one side, there's probably just a small bit of apprehension because it's unusual for people to see that they're not being paid for three or four years. But given the willingness of banks to come in and, and lend to them and the fact that some of these shows might not have been commissioned at all if Netflix weren't doing it. So in general, it is quite a good time if you are a creative person wanting to pitch a show or a film. Just a very good time to kind of be selling a show. Netflix is expected to release its first quarter earnings today. What should we be watching out for? Expectations are pretty high. So the, the stock is up about 30 percent this year. 
part of that is because their most recent quarter, the fourth quarter, was quite strong in terms of subscribers. So people are looking again for more strength. I think it's about 9 million new subscribers that they're forecasting for this this quarter. People are quite bullish on Netflix. The other thing is that Netflix has been kind of the winner in this streaming game for quite a while. They're going to have more competition later this year. So that'll probably come up on the earnings call. People will be asking Reed Hastings, what do you think of Disney, which just last week laid out their big plan for their own streaming service. So I'm sure that's also going to be a key focus to see how Netflix feels about this new competition. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. Today, we'll be following a big day in corporate earnings. BlackRock, IBM, Bank of America, and as we just mentioned earlier, Netflix are all expected to report. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.